The following is a paid podcast from Prudential. Welcome to Wealth Wits, a podcast about money made exactly for you. I'm Faith Saley. So you're an avid consumer and you're in your 50s. You might be thinking, that sounds bad. But don't worry, we've done a little research on what it's like to be an avid consumer in your 50s. And I'm here to share that information with you. Let's start with the consumer part. I went out and asked some avid consumers about their finances. Here's what they had to say about money. It's every day seems like one of those things where like, I have to talk myself out of like spe- buying something. Um, but then somehow I always manage to. <laughs> I know it is very tempting to spend. Basically, what I know for sure is it's not what you have in the moment. It's what you're willing to give up. And I have given up every dollar I own. A lot of the emotions I have surrounding money are a lot of guilt lately. Here's what I found out from these conversations. It's not necessarily a bad thing to be an avid consumer. It just means you like to see your money in action. You might be more likely to make an impulse purchase here and there, but you're also more likely to make a risky investment, which has the potential to pay off big. I met one avid consumer named Monique. She's just now thinking about making the switch from big spender to big investor. Here's what she had to say about her finances. I could definitely save more. That is definitely something I want to do is save more. I see a macaroon shop that's open and I'm walking in buying $36 of macaroons that could have been in my savings account. I'll buy a coffee because I'm feeling coffee-ish. I can't account for what I'm buying. It doesn't have any value where I can say, oh, I bought a Bugatti and now I can resell it and get my money back. No, it's not happening that way. So I feel like if I incorporate in my everyday life spending habits that are going to carry on, retirement is not going to be an issue if I just focus on not spending. Okay, so what would financial experts have to say about avid consumers like you? And what advice would they have for people like Monique? I started with Jeff Rose, a certified financial planner and the author of the site goodfinancialsense.com. Yes, that is sense as in money. Jeff is an avid consumer himself, and he's figured out how to make his financial behavior type work in his favor. I gave him a call. Let's start with avid consumers, okay? You were one. You were one. Talking about Monique, if you listen talking to her, about she talks Monique, a lot about if you her feelings. She talks a you know, lot she's about feeling her coffee feelings. She, she you know, says she gets angry with herself. She, what would she you name the emotions and anxieties that are tied up with avid consumers? Wow, what she was saying, like you mentioned, she's feeling coffee, she's feeling this. So she's purely acting on just what she's in the moment for. I want it, I want it right now. And getting that immediate gratification from whatever that is. And if you recognize that about yourself and your personality, you have to put in some sort of safety measure, some sort of protection on yourself to prevent you from going down that path of buying stuff. Ah, so what would that be? One way ah, is so what would that be? carrying cash and only using cash and only and having a determined a predetermined amount 
of how much you're allowed to spend on yourself for those types of things. Treat yourself like your own kid, right? Give Treat yourself, yourself an allowance. You have to. Your own kid, right? You have to. If, if you know that about yourself, you got to have some sort of safety mechanism. You know, for those that are buying things online, I always, I always try to instill some sort of 72-hour window. Dude, 72 hours? Most 72 hours. 72 I know. Hours. Tough, man. I was in the military, so You're that's part of, uh, part of the, you know, the regiment here. <laughs> that's what I try to do with chocolate. <laughs> I can never make the That's what I try to do with hours. chocolate. Um, but then again, I was not in the military. Let's talk about the What are the benefits and opportunities of falling into this behavior type? and opportunities So the avid consumer that can, you know, say live in the moment and enjoy... You know, some of those times where people maybe that are, quote unquote, a tight wad that, you know, they're not going to splurge a little bit and enjoy themselves. So I think, you know, there has to be some balance of enjoying that coffee, enjoying that macaroon or, or whatever that is for yourself and enjoying your life. Because accumulating wealth and a, a, a nest egg that you have millions of dollars that you don't spend any of it and then, you know, you pass away, then what did you save it for? What was the point? So you have to enjoy your life to some extent. What are the disadvantages or risks of being an avid consumer? What are the disadvantages? The risks are waking up one day over the course of a very short amount of time and realizing, wow, you have over $20,000 of debt because of acting on the moment and splurging. You know, splurging once in a while is okay. Splurging once a day, two or three times a day, every single day, that's where you get into trouble. Jeff Rose says knowledge is power. Emma Johnson, another financial expert, says that financial wellness means all-around wellness. Emma is the author of the blog WealthySingleMommy.com. This is what she had to say about avid consumers. Being conscious of your money is just being conscious in your life. It's just like any bad habit you're trying to correct. It's just going to take some tough love on yourself and get real with the facts. So, I mean, open all of those credit card bills and you open all those medical bills and your student debt and you really look at your paycheck and you just get really freaking real with those numbers and look at them and prepare yourself for the fact it's going to hurt. It's going to be ugly and you're going to have to look at some mistakes that you may have been making for a really long time. And that's okay. So then it's about looking at your goals and actually take action steps every single day to make it happen because now you're living in like reality and that feels so good. So where do avid consumers run the risk of making mistakes? Whatever your weakness is, it's like if you're into video games, whatever it is, it's that piddly spending that you feel guilty about it. But here's the thing. Ask yourself how good it makes you feel. You might get a little dopamine kick by having that purchase, but it's not making you happier. There is no connection between shopping and happiness. But security definitely contributes to your well-being and meaningful experiences, you know, whether that is something free like spending time with people you care about or being very conscious and saving up for a, a vacation. Okay, Emma, you have one message to give to avid consumers. What do you want to tell them? It's a choice. You're an adult. You have willpower and free will. And this is, again, back to living a really optimal life. And you, and you have a choice. Thank you so much, Emma. Okay, so what are the takeaways for you as an avid consumer? 
First, give yourself an allowance so that you can't spend more than what your budget affords. Carry cash. Spend that cash and only that cash. Don't allow yourself to pull out that credit card. Second, force yourself to pause before making an impulse purchase. When you feel inclined to buy something new, follow Staff Sergeant Jeff Rose's rule. Wait a full 72 hours before you reach for your wallet. And third, take a close look at your account statements and bills. Think about your goals and priorities. Ask yourself, is your spending aligned with those priorities? If not, follow Emma Johnson's advice and think about what changes you can make. Okay, so that's what it means to manage money as an avid consumer. But to get the full picture of your financial situation, we also have to think about your current stage of life. What's unique about being in your 50s? What might be some of the challenges in front of you? What about the opportunities? I talked to some folks in their 50s, too. I wanted to know what was on their mind when it came to finances. And here's what I heard. My personal finances have changed dramatically. So when I was 50, I got a divorce. What I worry about when it comes to personal finance is a crisis taking place and the money not being there. I know a little bit about handling other people's money and I've kind of followed some certain rules about it, so I feel like I'm in a good place. With the 50s comes a renewed perspective. It's the time to consider a few big decisions. Will you retire or do you have other plans for yourself? What do you want your legacy to be? And how will money be a factor? I heard from one woman who said that now that she's in her 50s, she has a new priority, taking care of herself. This is Carmen. I should have been more careful about money because, you know, I tend to spend money and not for foolish things, but for my kid and my grandson. I think like when I feel good inside and I have helped somebody, then I invested very smartly, I think. And then I'm just realizing that I'm getting to the age of, hey, listen, who's going to help me, <laughs> right? I don't want to depend on my child. I've always been independent. I want to take care of myself. I feel like it's my retirement and it's now my time. So here I turn back to the experts. The 50s is an important time when it comes to our finances. What should 50-somethings keep in mind? I called up Dr. Brad Klontz, a financial psychologist, which means he's both a clinical psychologist and a certified financial planner. I want to begin by talking about personal finance generally for people in their 50s. What are the financial opportunities for people in their 50s? Well, you know, it, 50 is not too late to actually um, start saving aggressively and creating a, a good retirement. And I've worked with many individuals um, who've been able to do that in the course of seven or 10 years, really make up a lot of lost ground. You know, all hope is not gone. Let's talk about Carmen. What a sweet lady. What advice would you have for Carmen? Well, you know, my advice for Carmen is that, yes, it is your time. And you need to be the charity that you are contributing to. And it sounds mm -hmm. like Carmen has a real big heart. And, you know, she feels great about her gifting over the years. And at the same time, she neglected to give gift to the most important person in that dynamic, which is herself. Mm -hmm. We have to take care of ourselves also. Well, 
what do you say to 50-somethings who may find themselves financially squeezed because they're preparing for retirement and they're supporting an aging parent and maybe a young adult child? Right. Well, that's the full catastrophe of life. And it's something that, you know, we're all facing. And so for those individuals, it's really taking a hard look at, you know, your spending plan. And I really like the idea of a spending plan versus a budget because I don't know about you, but um, as soon as I start thinking about a diet, I start craving cheeseburgers. Exactly. And I think that's what happens with a budget. What I encourage people to do is, is to start with a spending plan and, and really think about what matters most to you, what are your, your top priorities, and find ways to fund that first. And then it's a lot easier to make decisions on cutting things that don't matter to you. What are the big decisions that 50-somethings face when it comes to money? Well, I think one of the priorities that, that hits people is this concept of retirement. To really get excited about retirement, you have to create a vision for what that actually is going to look like. So what would you be doing when you would be retiring? Who would you be with? Right. What's your fruity cocktail of choice? Exactly. Okay. In general, what would be your number one piece of advice that you have for 50-somethings among us? The number one piece of advice I have is examine your relationship with money. If you've hit some economic hard times, um, which happens to most of us, if you're experiencing financial stress, which is the biggest stressor in most of our lives, you're not alone. And the mistakes you've made around money are not because you're crazy, lazy, or stupid. It's because you have money scripts that were passed down to you from your parents, from your grandparents. Sometimes these go back generations. And I think that's really the key to writing a new story, a new financial story for you. Dr. Brad Klontz, that was like a money hug. I listen really closely to Dr. Klontz's advice because I'm going to be in my 50s and not too long. My biggest takeaways? First, I'm going to really think about retirement. I'm putting away money for it, of course, but also imagining it. Where am I going to build my beach house? What island do I want to be on? I know that for me, and probably for you too, it's going to be a lot easier to get excited about retirement if I can picture all the fun I'm going to have. Second, I'm going to make a spending plan. Not a budget, a spending plan. And it's going to reflect my priorities, what I most want to do, so I can be excited to spend money on the life I want. Last, I'm going to examine my relationship with money and think about the money scripts I've inherited from my family and that I might be passing on. And I'm gonna forgive myself for any mistakes I made. And you should too. Because if you've made mistakes or been out of balance with your financial choices, there's no shame in it. Every financial expert stresses that it's never too late. Ah, you can make meaningful changes starting today. So whatever you do or however you feel about money, no matter what age you are or behavior type you fall into, it, it's okay. You just need to be aware of the kind of person you are when it comes to your finances so you can grow. And more importantly, be happy. That's all for this episode of Wealth Wits. Special thanks to our guests, Jeff Rose, Emma Johnson, and Dr. Brad Klontz. And special thanks to Monique and Carmen for sharing their stories. If you want to learn about money matters at other stages of life, or if you're curious about other financial behavior types, check out slate.com slash explorewealthwits. You can also subscribe to the entire series wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, why not let people know by leaving us a good review? 
I'm Faith Saley. Thanks so much for joining us.